There's a story told by Max Licado in his book In the Eye of the Storm that makes me smile. Perhaps it shouldn't, but it does. It's the story of a bird named Chippy. Chippy the parakeet never saw it coming. One second he was peacefully perched in his cage, the next he was sucked in, washed up and blown over. The problems began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum cleaner. She removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage. The phone rang and she turned to pick it up. She'd barely had said hello when shloop, Chippy got sucked in. The bird's owner gasped, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum cleaner and opened the bag. There was Chippy, still alive but stunned. Since the bird was covered with dust, hair and all the stuff that you find in a dust bag of a vacuum cleaner, she grabbed him and raced to the bathroom. She turned on the tap and held Chippy under the running water. Then realising that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for the hairdryer and blasted her pet with hot air. Poor Chippy never knew what hit him. A few days after the trauma, the reporter who'd initially written about the event contacted Chippy's owner to see how the bird was recovering. Well, she replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. And who can blame him? Sucked in, washed up and blown over. That's enough to steal the song from anyone's heart. Things happen in our lives, things that come along unexpectedly and we end up feeling a bit like Chippy. Sucked in, washed up and blown over. The song stolen from our heart. It was a simple journey to the other side of the lake and obviously no one thought it a life-threatening task to climb into the boat and journey across the Sea of Galilee. Jesus himself is so relaxed about it, so tired that he falls asleep. They've been sailing for a while when suddenly a storm hits the tiny fishing vessel and you would have to know that this would be no small storm. After all, there are fishermen among the disciples. They know how to handle themselves in a boat. They've been in many a storm and steered their vessel to safety. This storm had to have been fierce to cause experienced fishermen to panic. And in the midst of all the activity, the violent thrashing of the wind and water, Jesus sleeps on, seemingly oblivious to their panicked cries and the shuddering of the little boat that was being tossed about on the stormy sea. And then finally, they wake him. I'm assuming not a gentle rousing, more likely a chorus of shouting, Teacher, why don't you care that we're about to die? Don't you care? Sounds familiar, doesn't it? We've probably all experienced a moment like that, feeling as if you're in the middle of a storm, tossed about this way and that, and wondering how you're ever going to get to calm more waters. Wake up, God. Don't you care? For those times, I believe that this dramatic incident on the Sea of Galilee has something valuable to teach us. The first is this. Even with Jesus in the boat, the storms of life are going to hit us. 
And when we fully grasp this, we can perhaps fully understand what a storm in your life does not mean. It does not mean that God does not love you. It does not mean that God is angry with you or that he is punishing you for something, nor is God toying with you. Sometimes the storms that happen in our lives are self-made, but many times it's just that storms happen. And trying to analyse why something has happened or assign blame to God is a fruitless activity. Jesus said, God causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. In other words, good and bad things happen to all. The important thing is how we deal with them. And that kind of leads us to the next observation. If you're going to be in a storm, the one person you want in your boat is Jesus. But sometimes, like the disciples, we're so busy trying to sort things out ourselves, focusing so much on the storm itself that we forget he's there. It's sometimes said that God helps those who help themselves, but you won't find that in Scripture. The truth is that God helps those who can't help themselves and who know they can't. It was only after the disciples had exhausted their own efforts that they thought to cry out for help to the only one who really could help them. But even then, even as they cry out, they have a problem. And the problem for the disciples was that Jesus was asleep. And the disciples interpreted that fact that he was sleeping as a lack of caring. We've probably all been there, haven't we? You're in the middle of a crisis and it seems like God is taking a nap, oblivious to your predicament, your need. Well, Jesus responds to the disciples' cry of, Teacher, don't you care that we're about to die? Not by answering the charge, but by giving them peace and calm. Sometimes it's in the calling out, praying to God, being still and focused on him, that the peace that he offers touches our lives. After Jesus rebukes the storm, he rebukes his disciples. He asks them two questions. Why are you so afraid? And do you still have no faith? And it's here in the story that we find that third lesson. It's sometimes only in the storm that we truly understand who Jesus is. When Jesus asks them why they are afraid, you need to understand that while they were afraid during the storm, they were terrified of what Jesus did in commanding the storm to stop. The Greek literally says they feared with a great fear. Who is this man, they ask. Of course, this question is the central question of the Gospel of Mark, and the very first verse of Mark's Gospel tells us the answer to the question. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus was hoping that what they had seen him do in the past would provide a stronger faith in the future. But that was not the case then for the disciples of old and often not the case for present day disciples. Like the disciples of old, we may temporarily forget from time to time that Almighty God is always there, resting in the stern of our boat, if you like. But this story can give us hope. For just as Jesus responded to the cries of his disciples then and brought calm and peace, so too will he respond if we cry out to him. 
Perhaps it's time to give up bailing out all the water on our own, fighting the storm in our own strength, trying so hard to quell the forces that only he can calm, because in doing so, it's then that we can experience his peace. Peace by Malcolm Geit Not as the world gives, not the victor's peace, not to be fought for, hard won, or achieved, just grace and mercy, gratefully received, and undeserved, and unforeseen release, as the cold chains of memory and wrath fall from our hearts before we are aware, their rusty locks all picked by patient prayer, till closed doors open and we see a path descending from a source we cannot see, a path that must be taken, hand in hand, only by those forgiving and forgiven, who see their saviour in their enemy. So reach for me, we'll cross our broken land and make each other bridges back to heaven.